0: who are you following on twitter better be careful it could get you fired not kidding tell you about that coming up more bad news for tiktok oh good and an android app that can transfer your money out of your bank account without you knowing about it. Yeah, it's happening. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Monday. Yes, it's Monday. We made it through the weekend. uh, Here in Malaysia, we made it through Monday because we're done, it's like 10 o'clock at night here. And uh, wherever you may be across the planet, thank you for joining us live. We are on rumble.com, YouTube which I'm going to tell you a little bit about YouTube bullcrap in a minute. And uh, Facebook, of course, Facebook Live and Twitch.tv. Thank you to all of our folks. We're also a podcast, the audio part of our show. You may be listening to right now as a podcast. It's out there on iTunes, Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Just look for The Jay Sheldon Show. Click subscribe and you're in. Just like that. Thank you. Excuse me. All right. Yes, YouTube. <laughs> I sign into my account today and I get a notice that I have received a warning. A warning for a show that aired in the beginning of December. That they have taken the entire show down because of a, what they claim is a, uh, an infraction of one of their policies on medical misinformation. So it's one one little part of the whole hour show, and they ripped the whole show down, to, got rid of it. I have appealed it, of course, but I didn't even remember what the hell it was. So I went back and I looked at the show, and the only thing uh, was something about their COVID policy—bullcrap, you know, whatever YouTube can do, they're gonna do it. And frankly, you want to ban me from the platform? Go ahead, because I'll be over to—I'm on Rumble already, and you're not gonna affect me even that much. But having said that, um, I did appeal, like I said, it was, it was an article that I commented on and read that quoted statistics from the FDA. Yeah. Actual Federal Food and Drug Administration statistics. I didn't make it up. Not misinformation. So we'll see what happens. I'll let you know. I'll keep you up to date. Like we keep you up to date on our favorite furry little Shiba Inu friend. Miko update. Miko is doing great. She had a wonderful day today. There she is hanging out in our side yard, which yes, I know, by the way, really desperately needs to get trimmed. I don't have a lawnmower. I have a guy. I got a guy who comes by. I pay him what I think is an exorbitant amount of ringgit money to uh to come in and weed whack the lawn. He does a great job. Nice guy, but I think he overcharges me a little bit. Anyway, you see these things? I forget what they're called. They are a weed and they are everywhere in my yard and I cannot get rid of them. I've tried everything. I can't put a lot of poisons down because of Miko. She spends a lot of time out in the yard, so I'm not going to do that. But other than completely ripping the yard out and regrassing everything, there's just nothing I can do. These things just don't go away. Miko, however, doesn't mind. She Gives her a nice little hiding place, a place for her to hang out, hide out, and rub her nose in, <laughs> which... I know all dogs do this, but for some reason with Sheba's, they're, they're nuts about this. They'll find a spot, and I don't know whether it's some old poop spot. I read somewhere that if something has died there, you know, another animal or something, that's another thing they're attracted to. Yuck. But they will take and rub the sides of their face all over this spot. They're trying to get the smell on them because I guess they like it. I don't Anyway, she's doing great. She's eating me out of house and home having a great time. And uh, Miko Update, of course, is brought to you by the folks at BarkBox.com. Slash Miko is our link to get a special deal. You get a free extra month. With a multi-month subscription, if you use our link, it's in the show notes, or it's easy to remember, BarkBox.com slash Miko. And it is a monthly subscription service. Every month is a new theme, and you'll get a couple of toys, a couple of bags of treats, and a dog chew. They're sized for your dogs, because when you order, you can specify small, medium, or large. And if your dog has any allergies for the treats and the chew, you just mark that off in the box, tick the box. And uh, they'll make sure that you don't get whatever your dog is allergic to. What you will get is a month's worth of fun for your furry friend. And uh, you can do that right now. Just go to BarkBox.com slash Miko. You'll get our special offer. And check them out. Great folks. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. Your first box will ship just like that. And uh, in it, it, every box brings your dog more than $40, that's USD, worth of toys and treats. Spoil your pup with a Bark Box of their very own and a 100% happiness guarantee. Your dog will love it. You will love it. BarkBox.com slash Miko is the link to go to to get our special deal. All right. Thank you, BarkBox. Appreciate it. All right. Do you follow, uh, do you have a Twitter account? I'm guessing most people do. I do. I'm at It's j Sheldon. The link is in our show notes down below our description. Um, ITS Jay Sheldon is, because Jay Sheldon was already taken by some goofball who won't give it up and who hasn't tweeted in like eight years. But... Whatever, I'm not paying for it. So there you go. Uh, yes, this is from ReclaimTheNet.org. And this is some scary crap that has to do with woke sh- stuff. Here we go again. There's a company. Okay, uh, Chai, you're back again. Hello. Just can't get enough of the show, huh? All right, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, um, Limited Run Games. It's a company, they produce games. They have fired an employee after they received complaints about who she follows on Twitter. What business is it of somebody else who complained, some Karen, some woke moron, complains to this gaming company about one of their employees Now, here's the deal. They caved to the censorship. They absolutely caved to it. Games distributor, okay, they're a distributor of games, limited-run games, and I would suggest you don't buy anything from them because they're idiots. They've terminated a community manager over what appears to be backlash over following certain people on Twitter. The community manager, Kara Lynn... Oh man, if if I'm a if I'm a litigation lawyer, I'm getting in hold getting a hold of this lady. She was allegedly fired for following libs of TikTok. Now, you likely, if you're on Twitter, have heard of libs of TikTok. They're not controversial. What they do is they take these idiot leftist whack nut job TikTokers, and simply repost what is already. Public posts, but the ones they find are the, I mean, serious, dyed in the wool, whack jobs from TikTok. Not only uh, uh, TikTok, or libs of TikTok, but political commentator Ian Miles Chung. Now, Ian Miles gets a little spicy. But you know what? He is entitled to his opinion a thousand percent. I am a free speech absolutist. I believe Alex Jones should not be banned from Twitter. Uh, I know he's done some awful things and I know he's a whack job, but he has every right to his opinion and every right to speak that in public as anybody else. She was fired because apparently someone complained that she followed people like Libs of TikTok and Ian Miles Chong. Unbelievable. Lynn was fired after her employer caved to public pressure. Here's what they said, these morons at Limited Run Games. LRG respects all personal opinions. Well, right off the bat, the first five words, wrong. It says, however, Ah, here we go. However, we remain committed to supporting in an inclusive culture. Would that include people who you don't agree with? Apparently not. Upon investigating a situation, the tweet continues, an employee was terminated. Our goal as a company is to continue to foster a positive and safe environment for everyone. Unless we don't agree with your opinions. I added that part. Somebody replied, inclusive my ass. You're catering to a very specific agenda and you fired someone for it. I will never buy from you again. Get woke, go broke. If you got stock, if it's a publicly traded company and limited run games, I'd dump it now because it's going down. LRG respects all personal opinions. Yeah, yeah, except when we don't agree with you. Others claim Lynn was fired because she publicly expressed excitement to play an upcoming game called J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter called Hogwarts Legacy. The writer's been accused of transphobia for criticizing some aspects of modern gender ideology and supporting women's rights. But there you go. They have fired somebody because of who they follow on Twitter. It's just getting worse and worse. Unbe freaking right. <sighs> Libs of TikTok. I love Libs of TikTok. Of course I subscribe and follow some Libs of TikTok. It's a very cool account. Well... Speaking of TikTok, finally, I got a decent segue. TikTok days in America may be numbered. Yes, I have told you from the beginning. Get off TikTok. Do not use TikTok. TikTok is dangerous. If your children, your kids, your teenagers are on TikTok, take it away from them. Delete their accounts. They're going to scream and cry and moan it doesn't matter. They are gathering all of your information. They're gathering all of your contacts. They can not only see what you message, who your contacts are, everything on your phone. They can also see what you type, even if you don't send it. You send some message, you text something out, and then you decide, nah, I'm not going to say that. They already know you, you were going to. Uh, an article from uh, the thedailysignal.com, Why TikTok's Days in America May Be Winding Down. We can only hope. Congressional lawmakers introduced bipartisan legislation Tuesday aimed at banning the social media app nationwide. Yes. TikTok is digital fentanyl. That's addicting Americans, collecting troves of their data, and censoring their news. That from uh, Representative Mike Gallagher from Wisconsin. Uh, It's also an increasingly powerful media company owned by ByteDance, which ultimately reports to the CPP, the Chinese Communist Party, America's foremost adversary. Uh, He introduced the legislation with Senator Mark Rubio from Florida and Raja Krishnamurti, From Illinois, a Democrat, the language of the bill says its goal is to protect Americans from the threat posed by certain foreign adversaries using current or potential future social media companies that those foreign adversaries control to surveil Americans, learn sensitive data about Americans, and spread influence campaigns, propaganda, and censorship. The bill essentially is building off the momentum that several state governors have already banned its use on any government machines, any government phones. And uh, yeah, so it's moving forward. I think it's a brilliant idea. And the sooner we can dump TikTok, the better. Mitch K liked the stream. Mitch, thank you very much. All right. Good to have you along for the ride, Mitch. So yeah, TikTok. TikTok dump it. Get rid of it. Your kids are going to argue with you. They're going to scream and yell and cry. And you can't tell me what to do. And everybody's on TikTok. No, there's no problem. Trust me. Read the articles. It's a huge piece of spyware. I am not on it. I put it on my phone, read. I actually read the terms and conditions, which you should. And if you do, you will delete it completely as fast as I deleted it. Never again. It is some scary crap. You do not want that. Invading your phone or your kids' phones. And it's happening. Speaking of invading, you see what I did there? The Washington Examiner has an article out. As you know, the border, the southern border of the U.S. is absolutely wide open. That moron Biden showed up there today and, uh, you know, photo op. They cleared all the homeless people and the migrants off the streets so that, you know, he wouldn't be seen in any pictures with the real situation on the border. Uh, And this one is near and dear to my heart because I used to live there. I lived in the Florida Keys. I lived on Big Pine Key. Key is Spanish for island. The Florida Keys are the Florida Islands, and if you know the map of the U.S., right at the very tip of Florida, that's that peninsula that hangs out, almost looks like Malaysia when you look, the peninsula of Malaysia, and there's a chain of islands that hook around. The last one down is Key West, which is where I ultimately moved to, and uh, I worked in law enforcement for the sheriff's department there in, uh, in Monroe County, which takes in all of the Florida Keys. Well, you got a problem thanks to this moron and his immigration policies which virtually there is none. It's come on in everybody, borders wide open. Thousands of Cubans flocked to the Florida Keys in a massive immigration surge. Here's some footage from some of the it's taken off the Florida Keys where I used to live. Uh some of the places there where they have brought in uh, they have brought in no choice they arrived they've seen an enormous spike in the number of migrants uh, immigrants encountered attempting to sail to its shores from caribbean nations in recent months and in the last few weeks the numbers have gone up even more federal authorities have taken into custody more than 12000 immigrants either interdicted at sea or apprehended after making landfall, according to data compiled by Homeland Security Task Force, a federal initiative that tracks Coast Guard and Border Patrol encounters. Never mind all the ads here. Check this out. Border Patrol agents in Miami, which I don't know about now, but used to cover the Florida Keys, have made 400% more arrests 400% more arrests of illegal aliens on U.S. soil since October than the previous year. In just one year, 400% more. The growing rate at which immigrants are setting sail and being encountered has risen over the past month due to the rapidly evolving push-pull factors, according to immigration analysts. Wow. From October through mid-December, That's October, November, two and a half months. They apprehended 2,350 migrants on Florida, up 500% from the same time last year. Wow. Widespread crime, starvation, poor economies, availability of all types of resources in both countries have prompted more people to flee through new and simpler routes. This is an amazing article. Uh, The people going the maritime route just like the money to take the Nicaraguan route, which by a lot of estimates is about 7,000 USD per person. Wow. Anyway, read the rest of this article. It's frightening. And there you go. There's some which they have now apparently shipped out to the Dry Tortugas. That's a tourist spot. I've been to this tourist spot. There's pictures on my Facebook of it. And now it's full of illegal aliens. Yeah, not immigrants. They are illegal aliens. When's it going to stop? Well, hopefully things will start to get a little better once these uh, new House of Representatives people get going. We'll see. Hey, we talk a lot. As you know, we always do. In fact, in our last show, we talked a lot about digital ID, facial recognition, how screwed up that is, fingerprint scanning. Well, you'll love this one. It's I hate doing anything from the New York Times, but this is a free one, even though the Times is a paid uh, subscription service. For sale on eBay. A military database of fingerprints and iris scans. Not kidding. Somebody bought it for 68 bucks on eBay. German security researchers studying biometric capture devices that are popular with the military in the U.S. got more than they expected on eBay. Here's what their 68 bucks got them. This is a picture of what they paid for. Crossmatch Seek. It says on the label of one of the pieces of a crossmatch. I guess is the uh, is the thing. The shoebox-shaped device designed to capture fingerprints and perform iris scans was listed on eBay for hundred and forty-nine ninety-five. A researcher, Matthias Marx from Germany, offered sixty-eight dollars. And they accepted the bid. So, ship it did, and it arrived at his home in Hamburg in August. A rugged handheld machine, but it contained more than what was promised in the listing. It has a retinal scanner. It has a fingerprint ID scanner. It's got all the equipment for storing that data. But also, inside the device was the memory card and it hadn't been blanked. Serious. The names, nationalities, photographs, fingerprints, and iris scans of over 2,600 people were still on the memory card. Most people in the database were from Afghanistan and Iraq. Many were known terrorists, wanted individuals, but others appeared to be people who'd worked for the U.S. government. Or it's simply been stopped at checkpoints. Metadata on the device, it's called a Secure Electronic Enrollment Kit, Seek (laughs) 2, revealed that it had last been used in the summer of 2012 near Kandahar in Afghanistan. 68 bucks on eBay, he buys this thing. And it turns out on the memory card, it hasn't been wiped. It's still got all that data on it. How the device wound up from the battlefields in Asia to an online auction site isn't known, but the data, which offers very detailed descriptions of individuals in addition to their photographs and biometric data, could be enough to target people previously unknown to have worked for the U.S. military. This is dangerous stuff, folks, and somebody's just not paying attention. All that data, still there. For obvious reasons, he's not posting any of the data online or sharing it in any electronic format. Uh, he did allow a Times reporter in Germany to see the data, who confirmed it was what he says it is. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, some scary crap. You've got to protect your data. Say no to digital IDs. Say no to digital currency. Do not go down that road, folks, or I've told you before a thousand times, I'm going to tell you again, you will be sorry. You may not have a choice, sadly, because the government's going to do what the government's going to do, and they obviously don't give a crap what the people they're supposed to represent, think, or want. Obviously. Right, McCarthy? Here's one that's a local story, but it you need to pay attention no matter where you are on the planet listening to our show. A Malaysian software developer has shared how hackers can wire money out of your bank account and you don't need to know about it. They don't even know, need an OTP, a one-time password. Growing cases of online scams, Ah Hong VS took his time out to share a detailed breakdown of how bad actors can gain access to your SMS folder without you even knowing it. No kidding. When you authorize the SMS permission to the app, it can read or and delete any SMSs you get. The post has gone viral detailing how Android users downloading apps of unknown origin would allow hackers to gain complete access to their bank accounts. Uh, it was uploaded by Ahong VS on Tuesday, the 7th of June. That was a while ago. It's got like 30,000 shares, hundreds of netizens thanking him for taking his time to share it. Uh, a software, He's a software development, specializes in mobile apps. And he told says uh, which is, this is from says.com. He shared what he knew out of goodwill so people can learn about the growing danger of online scams. And now, I don't know why this is race-specific, but uh, this is him speaking here. He said, usually many Facebook and Instagram ads will offer special discounts, but then the payment requires you to download an app to complete the transaction. Don't do that. It's especially easy, he says, for Chinese users to be victims because their phone security has been compromised. If you've played games like, like Wang ZRY and He P.J. Ying, I don't know what that is, you've already enabled the permission to install unknown sources in the settings. Ah, that's why, because, you know, these games, I assume, are in Chinese, and so likely Chinese, mostly Chinese people would possibly have played these games. Again, the games are Wang Z-R-Y, I don't know what the dashes are, and He P-J-Ying. So if you have those games, you're in trouble, girl. Hong referred to the widely popular multiplayer uh, online battle arena MOBA and Battle Royale games that are published in the Chinese market. It applies to anyone, really, who downloads apps that aren't available in your region or people who download pirated versions. Of video games and apps. Unknown. See there? That's it. And that's the thing. Once this thing is on your phone. You're done. Read this article. It's got some really important information in it. Check it out. But the danger is. That once this app is on your phone. You have. Whether you realize it or not. You have authorized it. To download other apps on your phone. Which will go in. And read your SMSs, which ultimately could wind up with you getting an OTP that you didn't expect. It has total control. And you, my friend, can go from a whole lot of money to a zero bank account really fast. All right. Let's uh, pop it up a little bit and uh, lighten the mood. Uh, We do a lot about space here because we love that and not just space, but quantum uh, entanglement, uh, all kinds of wacky things that have popped in the news lately. This is so cool. A new quantum entanglement. You know what quantum entanglement is? It's basically that a a couple of atoms. I'm not going to explain this well because, frankly, I don't thoroughly understand it. But a couple of atoms side by side, and they can react together. And somehow when they become entangled quantumly, I know that's a ridiculous phrase, but you know what I'm getting at, no matter how far apart they might be, they continue to react the same. If you poke one, the other has a poke. And that includes not just a few miles, but theoretically, light years away. Even if that atom is light years away, it will still be entangled quantumly with its twin atom. Well, they've set a record by proving it with entangled two atoms 20 miles apart from Ludwig Maximilian University. A record's been set by physicists They successfully connected two rubidium atoms across 33 kilometers, about 20 miles, of fiber-optic cable. It represents a major milestone in the quest towards a quantum internet. Now, we just did a story last week about these manufactured diamond disks for quantum computers that would hold like a billion Uh, A billion Blu-rays worth of data? Mm. It would allow for the instantaneous transmission of information between nodes in a network. For example, I'm saying this live to you right now across the internet on four different platforms. You're probably hearing it anywhere from 10 seconds to 30 seconds after I say it, because of lag in the system and getting all the bytes of data out there and sometimes you'll see I'll freeze and lock up and then... I did that on purpose. <laughs> Can you imagine? Instantaneous. Quantum internet. That would be insane. I say it and the second, the millisecond it pops out of my mouth... It's on your computer. That could be dangerous. This is an incredible article. Quantum entanglement pairing of two particles in such a way that changing one instantly alters the other one. It's science. It's wacky. It's cool. And I just can't wait for whatever the future holds. Because, you know, things get kind of crazy. We get bad news. We hear about all these awful things like digital IDs and digital currency and all that other happy crap. Well, things like this are cool. It's not all bad news, by the way. One last story, and then we're going to get on to our book tonight. We're reading White Fang. This is great. It's from the folks at heartwarming.com. The link is in our show notes if you want to read the whole article. But a couple has returned a family's life in a bag after they found a secret compartment in a diaper bag which was full of cash. That's the couple that found the bag and that's a chunk of money. How would you like to be going to college in a foreign country and realized you had just lost your entire life's savings. Not a good feeling. Well, that is exactly what happened to a young Vietnamese man who wanted to remain anonymous. He was attending college in Southern California, and one day he and his wife and his young daughter stopped at a Christmas display along Long Beach for a photograph. That's him. He put the diaper bag down, which had all of his family's money and his family's passports, everything in it, in this diaper bag. And then when he and his family left, he forgot the diaper bag. Well, later that day, another couple, Gabriel Ruiz and Gabriela Huaregui, I'm sure I butchered that name, sorry. They stopped at the same Christmas display for a photo and spotted the diaper bag. They took it, they waited and waited and waited to see if somebody would come running back going, oh, I forgot. Never happened, nobody came by. So this is the couple. They took it home and they opened it up and found inside a woman's wallet with a large amount of money in it. And the next day, they re-examined the bag and found a secret compartment inside the diaper bag. Inside that secret compartment was information about the bag's owner, including a phone number. They called the number, and they were soon speaking with a very happy man. Worrying about it all night, spending hours looking for it at the Christmas display, they had already taken it after no one had shown up to claim it. But the next day, a short time after the phone call, they were handing over the diaper bag and all of its contents, passports and all, including... Five thousand US dollars to its rightful owner. There you go, look at that. Says the unidentified Vietnamese man, oh my God, I'm still shaking. You just saved my life. Can I have a hug, please? Ha <laughs> Wow. And unidentified Vietnamese man, you don't know how lucky you are, because That was one honest couple who deserve a huge round of applause for doing the right thing. There is a place on the other side for you reserved. That's incredible. What a story. It's serious. That was was all of their life savings. Now, not a whole lot of money for life savings, but it's all they had unbelievable story link is in our show notes if you want to there's a little more detail there you can read about it you can share it on your facebook page or tweet about it if you want that's an amazing amazing story wow incredible all right uh what else we got going on here i see as usual our uh our rumble feed is very slow tonight and laggy and i apologize for that it ain't me it's rumble don't know why but There you go. Uh, All right. Here we go. Let's just uh, push on up here. And uh, it's time for our book. We read books on this show. I keep telling you that. And you keep listening. Don't know why, but thank you. Uh, We've done The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland. uh, You name it. So many classic books. We get them from... The Gutenberg Project, which is gutenberg.org, if you want to go over there and check it out. We've been reading books here since almost the very beginning, and uh, right now we're in about the beginning, really, of White Fang. We, each part is broken up into Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, and then each part has Chapter one, two, three. So, we got through the first part, we're on to the second, and uh, White Fang is the name of the book. It was written a very... <laughs> Long time ago, in nineteen o six by Jack London, first published, and uh it 's written from the viewpoint of the wolves. I know, but it 's really cool it It explores how animals view their world and how they view humans it's a violent world. these are wolves, and uh, it is an amazing read. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I know i've loved reading it. The uh, the wolf pack had slowly broken up into smaller and smaller bits now that food is more plentiful, and uh, the she-wolf had a very small little contingent of followers when we last left White Fang. The she-wolf had by now developed a ferocious temper. Her three suitors all bore the marks of her teeth. Yet, they never replied in kind, never defended themselves against her. They turned their shoulders to her most savage slashes, and with wagging tails and mincing steps strove to placate her wrath. But if they were all mildness towards her, they were all fierceness towards each other. The three-year-old grew too ambitious in his fierceness. He caught the one-eyed elder on his blind side and ripped his ear to ribbons. Though the grizzled old fellow could only see, only on one side, against the youth and the vigor of the other, he brought into play the wisdom of long years of experience. His lost eye and his scarred muzzle bore evidence to the nature of his experience. He'd survived too many battles to be in doubt for a moment about what to do. The battle began fairly but it did not end fairly. There was no telling what the outcome would have been for the third wolf joined in. Joined the elder and together, old leader and young leader, they attacked the ambitious three-year-old and proceeded to destroy him. He was beset upon either side by the merciless fangs of his erstwhile comrades. Forgotten were the days they'd hunted together the game they'd pulled down, the famine they'd suffered. That business was a thing of the past. Business of love was at hand, ever a sterner and crueler business than that of food-getting. And in the meanwhile, the she-wolf, the cause of it all, sat down contentedly on her haunches and watched. She was even pleased. This was her day, and it came not often when manes bristled and fangs smote fang or ripped and tore the yielding flesh, all for the possession of her. And in the business of love, the three-year-old, who had made this his first adventure upon it, yielded up his life. On either side of his body stood his two rivals— They were gazing at the she-wolf, who sat smiling in the snow. But the elder leader was wise, very wise, in love even as in battle. The young leader turned his head to lick a wound on his shoulder. The curve of his neck was turned toward his rival. With his one eye, the elder saw his opportunity. He darted in low and closed in with his fangs. It was a long, ripping slash, and deep as well. His teeth, in passing, burst the wall of the great vein in the throat, and then he leaped clear. The young leader snarled terribly, but his snarl broke midmost into a tickling cough. Bleeding and coughing, already stricken, he sprang at the elder and fought while life was fading from him. His legs going weak beneath him, the light of day dulling in his eyes, his blows and springs falling shorter and shorter. And all the while, the she-wolf sat on her hunches and smiled. She was made glad in vague ways by the battle for this was the love making of the wild the sex tragedy of the natural world that was tragedy only to those who died. To those that survived it was not tragedy but realization and achievement. When the young leader lay in the snow and moved no more One eye stalked over to the she-wolf. His carriage was one of mingled triumph and caution. He was plainly expectant of a rebuff, and he was just as plainly surprised when her teeth did not flash out at him in anger. For the first time, she met him with a kindly manner. She sniffed noses with him. Puppy dog fashion and he, for all his gray years and sage experience, behaved quite puppyishly, and even a little more foolishly. Forgotten already were the vanquished rivals, and the love tale red written on the snow. Forgotten save once when old-eye stopped for a moment to lick his stiffening wounds. Then it was that his lips half-writhed into a snarl, and the hair on his neck and shoulders involuntarily bristled, while he half-crouched for a spring, his claws spasmodically clutching into the snow's surface for firmer footing. But it was all forgotten in the next moment, as he sprang after the she-wolf, who was coyly leading him in a chase through the woods. After that, they ran side by side, the good friends who come to an understanding. The days passed by, they kept together hunting their meat, killing, eating it in common. And after a time, the she-wolf began to grow restless. She seemed to be searching for something that she could not find. The hollows under fallen trees seemed to attract her. And she spent much time nosing about amongst larger snow-piled crevices in the rocks and the caves of overhanging banks. Old One-Eye was not interested at all, but he followed her good-naturedly in her quest. When her investigations in particular places were unusually protracted, he would lie down and wait till she was ready to go on. They didn't remain in one place, but traveled across country until they regained the Mackenzie River, down which they slowly went, leaving it often to hunt game along the small streams that entered it but always returning to it again. and Sometimes they'd chance upon other wolves, usually in pairs, but there was no friendliness of intercourse displayed on either side, no gladness at meeting, no desire to return to the pack formation. Several times they encountered solitary wolves. These were always males, pressingly insistent on joining with one eye and his mate. This he resented, And when she stood shoulder to shoulder with him bristling and showing her teeth, the aspiring solitary ones would back off, turn tail, and continue on their lonely ways. One moonlit night, running through the quiet forest, one eye suddenly halted. His muzzle went up. His tail stiffened, his nostrils dilated as he scented the air. One foot also he held up after the manner of a dog. He was not satisfied and he continued to smell the air, striving to understand the message borne upon it to him. One careless sniff had satisfied his mate. He, was still dubious and he could not forbear an occasional halt in order to more carefully study the warning. She crept out cautiously on the edge of a large open space in the midst of the trees. For some time she stood alone, then one eye creeping and crawling, every sense on alert, every hair radiating infinite suspicion, joined her. They stood side by side, watching, listening, smelling. And that seems like as good a place as any to leave it for tonight. (laughs) What an adventure. Amazing. White Fang is the book. And we will continue that on Wednesday's stream, so be sure and join us for that. We always uh, wrap up our show with with a book and a chapter in the book. Jack London is the author from 1906 White Fang. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow. Follow on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and uh, rumble.com, twitch.tv. Uh, also, our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and all the platforms—you'll find the Jay Sheldon Show over there. Just search us out and give us a uh, give us a subscribe or a follow. I will see you on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. <laughs>